So this way is called the Emunas Chachamim, which literally means to believe the rabbis. Now, this is a presumptuous class on my part. It says, believe the rabbis. Now, this concept is really a very far-reaching concept, and a lot of people don't even think about it because it thinks that means, you know, I'm going to let the rabbis brainwash me. But as you'll see, um, that's very far from what the concept actually is. So let's break down the words. The word that's used is emuna. Emuna is something we usually use when talking about God. So people assume that we're equating um, the idea of, of listening to the rabbis to, to listening to God. Now, there is not, not that there, the Torah does make some, uh, draw some comparisons, but that's not what we're going to talk about tonight. So if you notice, the word is believe. It doesn't say to accept. What, what is a belief? This is a really important concept in general to understand. When someone says they believe or they know something, what, Judaism is very talks about believing a lot. Religions talk about believing a lot. What does belief mean? Well, belief is not something that is absolute. By definition, you know, if someone asks you, oh, do you know about this thing? So often people will say, well, I believe. And they use the word I believe as opposed to I know when it's not something that is absolute. It's something that is subject to reason. It's an objective perception, um, but it's not something that you, what you would call knowledge. So, but, and, uh, but it's something that you take seriously and you incorporate into your life. So when it comes to, to um, uh, instead of calling, uh, uh, focusing on the rabbi's part, which is certainly true, I'm going to talk about the idea that a person needs to believe that there is wisdom in this world outside of themselves and that we need that wisdom. We need the wisdom that can be accessed through other human beings. And this is a very basic idea when it comes to becoming wise because you won't become wise if you don't recognize that there's wisdom to gain from other people. And that is what the basic idea of, of I want to talk about. So how does a person inculcate themselves? And most of us are born and we don't want to hear what other people have to say. We think that we know everything and no one has any information for us to offer. Even if we know it, we certainly don't, it doesn't feel good to us. We don't like to have to acknowledge that other people may have some wisdom to share with us. So if a person wants to start doing this on a regular basis, the thing you have to do is appreciate the need for wisdom because you're not perfect. Since we're not perfect, we have, you know, most of us, we, have, we feel we have a need. We uh, take care of the need. We're hungry, get some food. Tired, get some sleep. Thirsty, get a drink. When we, when we perceive a need, we tend to fill it. So the first step is to appreciate the fact that there is a need for wisdom. We need it. We, we don't have all the information for life. That's number one. Number two, now a lot of times, many of us, we are very well aware, we're even cognizant 
that we need to access wisdom from somewhere. But then we stop because of point number two, that we say it's too hard to access that wisdom. And that is very true, except it's not too, it's just hard. It is not an easy thing to do to go out there on a regular basis, being humble enough to access all the wisdom that's out there. So let's define the wisdom that we're talking about. When we say we want to believe that there's wisdom out there to gain from people, what, what's the wisdom we're talking about? Well, we're not talking about science. Science is a very valuable thing. The Mishnah says elsewhere that one, one tells you that there is, 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 is science in the world and there's true things to learn from it and value. That is certainly a Jewish concept. We don't ignore the study of the world. But when we're talking about this wisdom, we're talking about life's values. And there's a tremendous difference, an important difference between understanding what is a, a wisdom and what is a science. And we talk about here to believe that there's what to learn from other people. You can learn, learning from someone else, their science is not learning from them. They are just sharing information that they've observed from the world. We, we talk about wisdom. We talk about recognizing the reality of life's values. Well, we have to believe that human beings, every single human being, has some wisdom to offer someone else. Everyone has, has their life experiences. And when you have and you experience life, you you experience a reality of the value of life, and 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 uh, and, if, and you see this with very great people, is that what they learn is, they they understand that you know not you can't learn everything from everybody, but everyone has something that you can learn from them. And our job is to sit to to pay attention, and see what we could learn. From, from other people. So let's give an example. How am I going to go about? You know, there's so many people out there, so much junk, so much wisdom. How do I start deciphering and seeing where the, where the wisdom is? So the first thing is you got to be real. You got to put it into real terms, practical terms. Let's say you meet a guy on the street and he says, you know what, this particular stock it's a short bet. It's going up tomorrow. It's not professional advice, so it's legal. It's nothing bad. And you go with it, and sure enough, it goes up. Well, you, uh, you try this a few more times, and it keeps being good. So that is something that if something works, then you start hanging out with that person. So when it comes to wisdom and you see someone who shares ideas and the ideas are, are, are true and they, 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 they come out being practical and, and they're meaningful, so then that's, that's kind of the only way to do it. You know, that's how you find wisdom. You know, there's no, uh, you can't uh, dial on someone's forehead to see, whoa, does this person have legit wisdom or not? You kind of have to just be real and see what's out there and, and, and be a discerning person. So there are ways, though, in many places to there are, to find wisdom. There's yeshivas, there's there's rabbinical academies, there's places of higher learning, and those are simple. 
But a lot of times when you need the wisdom or in life, depending where you are, you, you need to do investigating. And we all can't, we can't go to heaven after 120 years and say, no, I didn't know any wise people. We are expected, and this is what, what, what Abraham did, we're expected to investigate. And we're expected to ask around. We're expected to check things out. And when we find someone and someone says something, we can't just go, go to back home and say, oh, uh, someone told me this is, this is true. You ha- we're expected. Even if you ask a very great person, a very knowledgeable person, we're expected to think things through ourselves. We believe there's wisdom out there. And we have to access it, but then we got to think it through ourselves. We got to ask the person. Let's say that someone says, tells us a fact something that they believe is a fact. And you say to them, how do you know that? Can you give a definition for what you're saying? How do you? How did you come to this? But we have to, there's a tremendous caution that we have to have when we are in the wisdom-seeking business. Because there's, a, there's two tendencies which are both, which are equally dangerous but they really can curtail our search for wisdom. And many of us fall for this. You ever, today, it's very common in the medical world, and even when I was a child, which was not that long ago, this wasn't so common, is now there are super specialists when it comes to medicine. You have an eye doctor. And even with the eye doctor, there's many specialties and the foot and the this and the that. Every square inch of your body has another specialist. So someone might go to a doctor, an eye specialist, and ask him a dermatology question about their skin. And the eye doctor probably had some basic, you know, most doctors have some basic training that really applies to everything. But it would be very normal if the eye specialist wouldn't have too much to offer regarding dermatology. And a person may uh, irrationally or subconsciously, a knee-jerk reaction, might say to themselves, hey, what kind of doctor is this? Well, we have to understand that, that the same way there's specialists in regard to the body and every field, really, in finance and building, and real estate, and sports. Well, and when it comes to wisdom also, even rabbis and, and certainly people of the world, that a person may have attained a tremendous amount of wisdom in one area, and that's their expertise. And don't dismiss them just because they're not an expert at everything. And the opposite. Sometimes we can, we can be totally blown away by someone's expertise in one area and then start to believe that they're an expert at everything and ask them questions and, and give them the authority on things that they are not expert about. So it's something that we just you have to keep our eyes open And think on our feet that uh, we, we, we don't, we, we give people the credit that they're due, not no less credit and no more credit. So how do I start to believe, you know, but how do I start, you know, I, 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 I thought about, I realized that other people have wisdom to offer, but I can't, I'm having a hard time cultivating that to, to, to pay attention to it and to help instruct my life. So how does one do that? So 
one way to do that is to to keep at it. If you ask someone wisdom and the wisdom rings true and it's helpful, then you keep asking him. And when you do something over and over again and it keeps being reliable, then then it's it's you you kind of the way people work, and for some reason when it comes to wisdom, we kind of shut this off. But regarding anything else in the world, when we see something has good results over and over again, we keep doing it and we rely on it. And wisdom is no different. Sometimes, unfortunately, what happens with wisdom is wisdom gets relegated to this corner. Well, if you can't 100% prove it, it's not true. Well, nothing in life is like that. Very little in life do we really, really, really know uh, that. And, um, and But but yet we, we uh, totally embrace many, many things. But what can be helpful is if we, the more we appreciate it, we appreciate a wisdom. Let's say I say I, 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 uh, I enjoy the wisdom about, about being a, a, a person who talks in a, in a refined way. Well, a person then can put a price on that and say, hey, how much is this piece of wisdom worth to me? How much is this Torah class? How much is this ethics class? How much is the relationship I have with this particular person with, um, how valuable is that to me? And then when you, when you start putting a value on it, you can say, well, well, if that's worth a certain amount to me, how much time and money and resources would I invest to get that wisdom? And you should be surprised how valuable you might rate with certain wisdom. And, and the truth is we really should put value on even wisdom, which we don't feel necessarily has a practical application in our life. You, you put a value on it and you may find that it's something worth actually in putting into your life and putting the time into it. We have to allow ourselves the uncomfortable feeling sometimes of that of that ignorance is a painful experience. Very often we allow ourselves we to be numbed out by it, but the reality is that that we uh, we all do we 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 don't want we know we don't no likes to feel ignorant. We don't like to feel ignorant. And we know how painful it could be when we need to be more knowledgeable and we're not. And that really is a push also to start accessing other people. I remember once I had a situation where I felt very, very un, uh, unqualified and it was making a big difference in my, in my life. And it really brought me to, to the understanding that I really better access, uh, update my wisdom and, and learn from other people and in this particular area uh, to, uh, to, to, to grow. And uh, thank God, I, I, you know, that was helpful. But pain, uh, God made pain for a reason. He made discomfort for a reason. It's there to, to give us a little push to access the things that we need to access. You know, I remember in yeshiva, this is kind of, uh, you know, uh, when you're in yeshiva, they kind of push this a lot. They kind of almost, I don't want to call it overkill, but they, they, on a purpose, they kind of go overkill with this idea of just pursuing wisdom. 
know, you, 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 you meet a teacher who just has wisdom and you just, you, you just like, he milk the person for all the wisdom in it. And now as late as you go older, you kind of get a little more balanced with it. But the idea that's there is an incredible idea. It's an idea that, 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 that trains you to have a thirst for wisdom and to realize how much um, we need it. So when you find that person and you find, or you find books, when you find true wisdom from, that, that people have to offer, it's, it's serious business. It's not light. When you read a, a line in a Mishnah, a line in an important book, when you listen to very wise people talk, it's not, it's, not, it's not Looney Tunes. It's heavy stuff, and we should treat it appropriately, really chew it over and think about it and challenge it and think it through for ourselves. And this is where the idea, which I think is, is not known so much, and it would, if a person knows this, it makes seeking knowledge from people much more palatable. You see, the word here used is not, let me accept the wisdom of rabbi. It says, let me believe the rabbis. Let me believe that the rabbis have a tremendous amount to offer. Let me believe that all the human beings have a tremendous amount to offer. And then I take very seriously what they say, and I then think it through for myself, and I should be critical of it, but critical of it in a humble way. This is extremely encouraged in yeshivas, in, in rabbinical schools. The, 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 the greatest... Um, t- skill that is given is the teachers encourage and encourage over and over again listen to the rabbi take seriously what he's saying and then challenge it and challenge it and challenge it until it becomes something that you understand that you can relate to and, it, and don't stop until you get it because either what happens is you didn't fully understand it or the, you know rabbi's a human too and, and they will, they maybe sometimes they, you, you, you learn something from the students. So we're supposed to take very seriously what the rabbis say, and, or, or what anyone has to say when it comes to wisdom. And then, but then think it through, take it seriously, and be pr- constructively critical of it while staying humble at the same time. In fact, it says in the... Um, in the Talmud, often it says that the rabbis used to sharpen their students by purposefully saying things that weren't true or didn't make sense. And the Talmud explains that they did it to sharpen their students. They wanted to see were the students just blindly accepting things without thinking them through and really seeing if they really understood them. And that's what Hashem wants us to do because, yes, Hashem wants us to trust and believe and to be humble, but He wants us to become a part of us and really own it. And if we don't really understand things, yes, there are certain things we, can't understand, we cannot understand, but there are many things we can understand. And even the things that we can't understand we're supposed to attempt to understand them as much as we possibly can. You know, we're expected to to make make our own decisions. We're not ex- we're not we we're not supposed to be gullible. We're supposed to really think things through and see do they really make sense. And then if they don't make sense to us, we go back to the source. And if it's a good source of wisdom, they'll be happy to hear your 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 critique. And we're supposed to use this for everyday living, things that come up all the time. Imagine you had a day with Moshe Rabbeinu, a day with Rabbi Akiva, a day with the wisest people that ever lived. What would you talk to them about? Well, make that list and then go shopping. There's wisdom out there. Make a list of things that you're currently doing that you want to need wisdom on. If you're married, all this 
endless wisdom out there on marriage. Legit wisdom. There's also illegitimate wisdom. You got kids? Access that. You're a person with things you want to work on, situations you want experience with. There's, you'd be surprised, probably within all the people that you currently know, you probably have all the wisdom that you need. So why is this so important to, to, to hone this idea of accessing wisdom from other people? Because you know what? A, every person could really, a lot of things we can come to on our own. Person could, could you know sit there and not and study physics, study the world. You know what? But it takes a long, long time. It's not very efficient, and you may never. You, and you can access the wisdom out there so much faster and so much practically. We've got to be real and realize actually we've got to prioritize because there's important things in life, and if we don't access the information from other people that we should, we're going to end up spending a lot of time on things that aren't really that um, what we should be focusing on. So just uh, a take home for us, a quick review. You know, when think of five people and just go over to them and say, you got some wisdom for me? Almost everyone you ask will have some wisdom for you. And then, and... Uh, and be, we should be bothered by our ignorance, and then that will send us looking for wisdom. Everyone has information to, to, to share, and when you respect wisdom, you'll take it seriously, and then we make a sincere effort to acquire it. So listening to wise people is good practice for listening to God. So that's, uh, I know, Mr. Shapiro, you probably know all these